Well, it's been three weeks now since we returned from our latest Temple Emmanuel trip to Israel. Every year we offer a multi-generational journey to that beautiful land which often includes an opportunity for some of our children to have a bat or bar mitzvah in that holy place. This year we had an incredible service in Swat, led by Skies Weaven and Audrey Scott, who did a fabulous job teaching Torah in the same place where Isaac Luria inspired our people to embrace the notion that God needs us, God needs you to complete the work of creation in the very place where Joseph Caro wrote the Shulchan Aruch, giving access to the common person, the legal foundation of Jewish practice, and where Shlomo Alkabetz wrote words that we sung tonight, L'chado di, as he and others created the Kabbalat Shabbat service as we know it, they would go out to greet the Shabbat queen dressed in white in that beautiful place. So yes, Svat is an historic center of Jewish spirituality, and it's still populated by Orthodox hippies and artists, just like it was in the 16th century. There's a little bit of hippiness to those people. But now Svat is also a modern city. It has one of the leading hospitals in the land of Israel. It serves as a bridge to peace, admittedly a narrow bridge, but a bridge nonetheless as it treats wounded Syrian fighters and civilians who cross over Israeli lines to seek aid. And when they come to that hospital, they're amazed to find that there are Israeli doctors who are Arab and Muslim and Christian working with medical workers who are Jewish together. They show a different face of what the Middle East might look like if there's peace. Well, I have to admit that I went shopping for some Judaica there in Svat, and I, I left the touristy area. How come? The prices are inflated. <laughs> but I went up in the modern part of town. You have to really walk up a great flight of steps to get there. And you know, there between the stores selling electronics and gourmet food, I found a few new shofarot for our community, a talus that we could use for weddings outside, this huge talus and I got a deal. <laughs> but Israel is like that. Amidst visits to historic sites that are so moving, the Kotel, the Western Wall, emotional places like Yad Vashem, think about the Pope, where did he go this week? To Auschwitz, and he was silent. Exhilarating places like climbing Masada at 4 a.m., which is what you have to do in the summertime. Well, we tourists take time to understand in Israel what was, but to be an engaged person in Israel, you also have to tour and look around and see what is. And so we did, as we've witnessed the vitality of a modern state with its technological achievements, touring the Weizmann Institute, an amazing place, as we engage in the bustle of diversity with so many ethnic and religious groups that make up Israeli society and so evident in Yerushalayim, as we experience the joy of Tel Aviv in modern Israel, Lel Levana took place when we were there. It's called White Night. And we strolled in amongst the buskers and musicians 
and food stalls that were open late at night in a city which ironically rates as one of the happiest places where? Not in Anaheim, <laughs> in the world. Happiest places on earth, according to polls. And we also saw an Israeli determination to stand up against those who wish to harm the country and a deep desire to find a way to make peace with her neighbors. And we heard serious debates about how that might be achieved. We met with soldiers, analysts, social activists like Rabbi Arik Asherman from Rabbis for Human Rights, Israeli Arab journalist Kaleb Abu Tohamen, and Ronnie Yeager, who runs Beit Tefila Yisraeli, one of the leaders there, all of them trying to come to terms with what it means to be a Jewish nation-state in the 21st century. Yes, in Israel, you can find shofars sold near dishwashers and computers. Because Israel is not a museum of the Jewish experience, but it is a true center of dynamic, living Judaism. Now, I've taken many trips. I can't count how many times I've been there. But each time you go, something new and amazing occurs. And I had two new experiences on this trip that gave me pause. How many of you have been to the Rabine Center? I'd never been there before. It's a fairly new museum dedicated to the life work of Yitzhak Rabin and his legacy. According to its literature, the center's mission is to ensure that the vital lessons from Rabin's assassination are actively remembered and used to shape an Israeli society and leadership that is open and dedicated to open dialogue, to democratic values, to Zionism, and to social cohesion. The museum was moving and important. The Torah portion we read tomorrow, Pekadeh, reminds us that those goals are something we Jews always have to work towards. As it relates Pinchas's killing of two Jewish idolaters, an act that rabbinic Judaism ultimately condemns. For as Rabbi Yehuda Lieb Iger summarized that Talmudic teaching, he said that Pinchas was a zealot, and zealots always end up alone. Woe to the generation where the zealots get together. Then and now, religious zealotry in all its forms needs to be opposed. And that's what that museum attempts to do. The second instance, though, gave me great hope. And of all places, Kiryat Gat. Any of you been to Kiryat Gat? It's like where I'm from. It's the Kukamanga of Israel. <laughs> but it has an intel plant there now. And so we went to visit this uh, city. And in the city we went, we met a dynamic rabbi named Sharon Shalem, an Ethiopian Jew who studied in Ashkenazi rabbinic yeshivot and received his smicha, his ordination. And he now serves an Ashkenazi or European community in that town. It was so amazing to meet this welcoming Orthodox rabbi who talked to us about Jewish diversity and the need to accept each other as a beacon of hope of the Jewish future. This black Orthodox rabbi serving an Ashkenazi, primarily white community, reaching out to non-Orthodox Jews. It was a spectacular moment. 
You know, his perspective is by no means the majority, for as Israel struggles to be a 20th first century vital Jewish center, there are still those who would like to deny rights to non-Orthodox Jews. The progress that our movement has made up to now about opening up a section of the Western Wall, well, that progress has been impeded. And so we talked about that as well when we were visiting. And I have to tell you, this is why our ongoing engagement as Emmanuel with Israel is so important. It is essential that we stand up for Israel and for its right to exist and work for a just peace. But we do also have to engage Israel and challenge Israelis, secular and religious, to make sure that they're building a place that welcomes all Jews and that honors progressive democratic values. You know, the Torah portion this week, it's not just about Pinchas, but the daughters of Zelophehad, they stand up and they challenge Moshe, they challenge the religious leadership when they're told they can't inherit any property from their father uh, because his, they had no sons. They speak out, and Moses hears the justice of their case, and what does he do? In the Torah itself, he changes Jewish practice. We have to keep doing the same thing, speaking out, supporting groups like the Israeli Religious Action Center, who works for pluralism in the Promised Land, doing what your rabbis here at Emmanuel are doing with rabbis all throughout the Bay Area. We're going to speak this next week to the Consul General here in San Francisco and say we want that place for egalitarian prayer so all Jews can feel welcome there. And we are grateful to the Netanyahu government for trying to make this happen. There's that last push that must be made. Maybe you'll find your voice and speak out as well. Because, you know, in the end, it's all of our task to build a vital Jewish future that's dynamic, not just in Israel, but here in San Francisco. And so we have to embrace and be proud of all B'nai Israel who stand up together, who build in both places. We're proud of our sons of Emmanuel and our daughters of Emmanuel, like Stuart, who make Aliyah and take on that task there. Because there's work to be done in both communities. But like the daughters of Zelophehad and Rabbi Shalom and Kiryat Gut show us that the Jewish people can be strong and resilient and we can be open to real change. I hope you'll think about traveling on an annual trip in years to come and return as we did, inspired and energized, to keep adding to the joy and the meaning of Jewish life. So may it be. Amen. Shabbat Shalom. We come to the concluding prayers of our service. We're on page 282 as we rise for Elenu. <laughs> 